Hey friend, Graham Baldwin here with The Speaker Lab. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if someone gave you the exact process to find and book more speaking gigs in 2024? That'd be nice, right? Well, I'll tell you what, we're just gonna do that for you. We've created a new 18-page guide based on Dan Irvin's process that helped him actually book over $100,000 in speaking gigs in the past year. Now, Dan is one of our uh, team members here. He's this, a very successful speaker and also one of our coaches. And so you're gonna learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, proposal emails, and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps. Again, that's plural, thespeakerlab.com slash steps. We're going to send you that PDF guide right to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps. That's it. That's all you got to do. Go there. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You're awesome. What's up, friends? Grant Bolden here. So glad to have you here with us today for episode 407 of the Speaker Lab podcast. Today, I'm joined by Terry Brock. We're going to be talking all about Web 3.0, NFTs, cryptocurrency, and specifically how it's impacting speakers. Now, there's a lot of chatter in the industry about these topics, and so we want to dive deeper and provide some clarity as, as you consider how this plays a role in the future of your business. We're going to start by digging into and defining Web 3.0, NFTs, virtual reality, all of that. I know that there's a lot to consider here, but it's important to understand the ramifications for speakers and how these elements are going to impact your community and your audience. We're also going to unpack what this looks like for speaking gigs, conferences, and also the idea of having a never-ending ticket that you could potentially offer or sell. We're going to explain more of that in a minute. You might be wondering what all this means for your business and the services you're offering. I understand that it can seem overwhelming. We're going to really simplify this, dumb this down, explain how these concepts impact the community, the opportunity for you to grow with them, and also how this can become an investment for your audience. Terry gives some really key factors to keep in mind so that you can make the best possible decisions for your business, both now and into the future. Now, while this topic may seem unfamiliar, our goal is to explain the utility of these opportunities, the long-term impact for you as an entrepreneur and speaker. And there's no one better than Terry Brock to delve into this topic. So I know you're going to take away a ton from this episode. So let's get right to it. Here's my conversation with Terry Brock. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. Glad you're joining us today. Today, we are with uh, making his third appearance, Mr. Terry Brock. And, and actually, I'm excited about today's topic, but also I was kind of going back in the archives. I think I've told you this before, Terry, but uh, last time you were on was episode 276, where we talked about virtual speaking. Now, virtual speaking becomes very commonplace today in the post-pandemic world that we are in. But at the time we recorded that, uh, it was actually in like December, uh, and, uh, let's see, what have that been? 2019, January 2020. So this is actually ancient the history. Episode, yeah, the episode came out literally a couple of weeks before the pandemic really hit, especially here in the U.S. And we talked all about virtual speaking. So all that to say, you were on the cutting edge then. Uh, I expect you to, that you'll be on the cutting edge now as we talk about today's topic. So Terry, thanks for joining us, and uh, welcome back to the program, man. We're glad you're here. Grant, it is wonderful to be with you, my friend. All right. So today we're going to be talking about uh, the idea of Web3 and how it's impacting speakers, specifically as, uh, as it relates to things like NFTs. And these are things that have been certainly in the media a lot in the past several months. They've been around for a little while now, and there's a lot of just a lot of buzz. And it's hard to kind of separate the signal from the noise and determining like what's real, what's not. Is it just hype? Is, is, is there substance to this? And really specifically today, we're going to be talking about how does this impact speakers? This is one thing I've been, I've been personally kind of fascinated by Web3 and crypto and kind of trying to understand where this is going, but also trying to understand like, how does this intersect with speakers and thought leaders and experts? And so uh, you uh, you and I were catching up at a conference recently, and this is something I know you've gone deep, deep down the rabbit hole. I said, hey, man, let's let's just talk about this for the for people and, and see where we go. So, so first of all, why don't you kind of paint the picture of kind of like 
Web3, NFTs, crypto, like what, what are we kind of talking about here? And, and just to kind of set the table for us. Yeah, and we have like full 16 hours for this. Is that right, Grant? <laughs> Something yeah. like that. Give yeah, we'll, we'll condense it down, but we'll just have some fun with it. It's huge, and it is huge for speakers. As a speaker myself, I've been doing this for, uh, as I mentioned before, we're with you since uh, 1983. So I've been doing it for a couple of years now. You know, I, I feel like though I'm in second week of kindergarten heading for a PhD. So I feel like I've got a long way to go. We're just getting started, off to a good start here. But this whole business of Web 3.0 and the uh, crypto cryptocurrencies, NFTs, they ha- and virtual reality mm-hmm. have enormous ramifications for speakers. For those of us who make a living by speaking, the, by using the spoken word to help people. Now, before, when we did our last interview, we mainly did those standing on a stage with a microphone. People were there in person and we spoke. We wouldn't think of having to use a mask. Well, we know the world has changed. And so the world changed because of the pandemic and all that. And many of us have learned the importance of virtual and using video. Zoom has now become the technology we use versus a neat way to say how planes are flying. You know, now instead of something, I just made that up, by the way. But uh, that's something that we see. And it's got enormous ramifications for those of us who are speakers, because the NFTs in particular have some uh, possibilities for us to get involved with our community and to build that community and enhance value to them in ways that we had never thought of before. And it goes into jaw-dropping, oh my goodness, how are we going to do that? Oh, we could do that kind of thing. So I see by doing that, getting people involved in you and buying into who you are in your community is going to be important. And NFTs are already playing an integral part in that right now. And so for people who aren't familiar with it, like, why don't you explain like, what exactly is an NFT? Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things, you go, oh, well, what is that? Well, it's called a non-fungible token, which when you do, you kind of crick your head the other way and go, huh? What, what, what is that? A non-fungible token. I don't know what that means. Well, you go back to the word fungible. Fungible means you can exchange it. It works well. If I said, hey, Grant, I've got a $10 bill here. You've got two fives. Could I exchange that for you? You go, sure, mm-hmm. Terry. Here we go. And as long as they're not counterfeit, we go, okay, no, no problem at all. We kind of see that. But if I had another $10 bill or this $10 bill or that one, it really wouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. They're all pretty much the same. They are fungible. Something that is non-fungible is something that's one of a kind. Something like, think of your home, your address. It is unique to where you are. Yeah. There's... Nothing like it anywhere on the planet. There are some similarities with other houses, maybe in your neighborhood or elsewhere. And there might be some similarities, but yours is unique. Much like we use the example, the Mona Lisa is a portrait that is over in the Louvre in Paris. Mm -hmm. There is one, only one of those. If someone were to steal that, and I know they make it very hard for them to do it, and we're not recommending that, but if they did that, there would be a certain price on that. There would be a certain value, so a very high euro mark or dollar mark, whatever it would be, because there's only one. But I can go over there. You and I could go over there, and we could take our families and go visit and walk by, and like many, many tourists, take a picture of it. Not a big deal. We might think, well, that picture, that little JPEG that we took, well, that's kind of the same, isn't it? No, because you don't have the ownership of the Mona Lisa. You know we have a picture, much like a, a baseball card. They only make so many of Mickey Mantle baseball cards. And if you can get one and there's value to it, people ascribe value to that. You say, okay, that is something that is non-fungible. 
that's something that we can't be du- it can't be duplicated real easily yeah. or at all. It's a token. And now the way we register that, here's the magic of it, is with a thing called blockchain. Blockchain is a database that keeps a record of what happened. So if you and I, let's say I wanted to get a uh, signed autograph book from you, and I know there's only so many of these books that are out there, and it's, I know it's going to be worth something, I could get that signed on the blockchain, we could put that in there in code that would be immutable, could not be changed. And we would know the date, the time, how much it was, when we did that, all of the uh, ramifications of it. And this is where we have a lot of possibilities with NFTs. Those non-fungible tokens can be ascribed to many things, like for instance, a song, where a band that could record a song would now be able to say, okay, Going forward, we're going to sell this uh, NFT of our song. We're going to have the NFT, which is really uh, not, it's not a physical object. It's just the record that's on the blockchain. We're going to say that this song is worth X dollars and -and so-and-so bought it. However, if they sell it in the future, unlike things are now, if we buy that song or something, we may just uh, use it over and over. We know that 2% 2% of it is now going to go to the drummer and we're going to give 5% to the guy that played the piano because he did a good job. And that person that sang, boy, she was really good. We're going to give her 10% of it, whatever's going forward, whatever you want to put into the contract. And that's what it would be. And that way they're going to get paid going forward, no matter what you think, Oh, well, that's kind of interesting. These become something that is available for people. And we can make sure that people are getting paid in a certain, usually it'd be a cryptocurrency going forward, which can then be redeemed into us dollars, euros, whatever form of fiat currency you want, but where it really has ramifications. And this is incredible. When Grant, when you and I look at it as speakers going forward, you can make this a part of your meetings. You can make this a part of your community as a speaker. Gina, my partner, my fiance, and I are heading to uh, Phoenix in a couple of weeks, and we're going to be going to a place where we purchased not quite an NFT, but very similar. They took a little nuance on this, and they're calling it an NET, a never-ending ticket. And that never-ending ticket gets us into the, the meeting in Phoenix, no big deal. You and I have gone for a long time. We go to conferences, we pay a fee, we go there, we enjoy it. We might take some pictures. We might keep a stub of it for, as a souvenir of when we went to that conference back right. in uh, this year, uh, long ago. But you see, with a never ending ticket, they have clearly stated that when you buy that, you can go to every event we have from now on forever. Mm. And you come in and there's no charge for this. And you think, whoa, that's kind of nice. Well, then uh, that'd be good for me to get it. Now, would I pay a little bit more for that ticket than I would for the regular ticket? Let's say the regular ticket cost a dollar and the NET, the never ending ticket cost, oh, let's just make up two, three dollars, whatever. Well, if I knew that I really liked this person, I believe in what they said, I might want to do that. But then also they say, hey, and to sweeten the pot, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have a meeting every first Monday of the month where we're going to deal with really important issue to you. And we're going to give you access to that as long as you have that never ending ticket. Oh, and by the way, if you ever get tired of it and you think, hey, I'm going to move on to something, you can sell that never ending ticket to someone else who might buy it for whatever the market would say, kind of like a stock price. 
the stock could go up, it could go down, could go to nothing. But at least if you paid for that never ending ticket, you were able to go there and enjoy all the benefits that are there. And what we're going to out in uh, Phoenix, this is going to be a content exposition, uh, content creator, creator exposition event that we're going to that Joe Polizzi is putting together. He's been very active in content marketing. This is where he is living now. This is what he is doing, building this out so that if you have one token from them, then you might be able to do this. If you have two or three or five, whatever the number would be, you can go backstage and talk to the guest speaker. And if you have this many, we'll do a podcast with you. If you have this many, we'll work with you and build out your program for it. So you think of all that we do as speakers. We coach, we advise, we write, we speak, we do a host of different things. Think about how, Grant, you could take the many things that you're doing You could then break those up into different pieces. So if you have a grant coin, a grant NFT, you would be able to take that grant NFT. And for one, I get this. But for if I have three of those, and only those that have three grant coins can get in and do these other things, hey, that starts making sense all the way around. You're not just trying to sell events to a given place, but you're building a community. And they will grow with you. Because they might want to say, hey, I really like Grant. I'm going to get 20 Grant coins because I think it could go up. And then if it goes up, I could turn around and sell two or three of them for even more than I paid for it. Yeah. Now, we're not saying we're not making any financial advice here at all we're, because, hey, I'm not qualified to do that. There are others that do that, but uh, not me. But I am saying, hey, this is something that I'm encouraging you to look into. I'm making strong educational advice to look into that. So that's kind of a big picture of where it's going right now, Grant, and where we are. I think it's just flat out exciting and fun. Yeah, man. Uh, Well, first of all, we we appreciate you giving us kind of that that overview there. It raises a lot of questions. I know one of the the common questions right now is just kind of the the wondering, you know, is is NFTs, is this just a fad? Is this the type of thing that, because it really only works if you have some significant uh, adoption and there's some Mm -hmm. level of adoption, but there's also seems like, uh, again, there's a lot of uh, people just throwing up NFTs or throw up NFTs. And and so a lot of what I tend to hear right now is that uh, NFTs may work, may take a couple of years, but uh, a lot of the good projects will stick. And then the high, high, high majority of them are going to to fall apart. And so uh, I guess like, it's kind of, it's kind of like any hot thing all of a sudden where you're like, is there almost too much buzz behind it for it to, to work or uh, how, what makes you confident this isn't this isn't a fad and and will have some staying power and stick around for the next several years? Grant, I think that is an excellent question because we need to ask that. Hey, the journalist in me sits back, you know, and you go to journalism school and they teach you to sit back and go, yeah, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. So the journalist in me is saying that exactly what you said, that is this just a fad? Is it yeah. going to go away? Are we buying something that's going to cost us a bazillion dollars now? And then next year it's down to zero or whatever. Well, many of those NFTs are going to do that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Many of them are. I'd have to agree with Gary Vaynerchuk. He said that 98% right. of the NFTs will go to zero. Whoa, 98%. That wasn't good. When I went to business school, they told us that was not good at all. You know, that many going down. But what you want to do is if you look at it as a use case, the utility, don't look at it as a stock so much. 
if you look at it as, hey, if I get my hypothetical here of five grant coins and grant is going to give me this personal attention here, he's going to work with me on creating my book. He's going to let me come to this conference. He's going to do Think of all the wonderful things that you offer and can offer in the future as services. And if I do, and if I have this many grant coins, I get to do each of those at different levels. Now it's a use, it's a utility. It's, and that's a key word, the utility, the real use I can get out of this is incredibly valuable because, Hey, even if it went to zero five years from now, I did get to go to that conference and I had Grant help me on this and I had Grant coach with me on this and that. And I could look at that as very valuable. I got into this special group. Yeah. A lot of times speakers are doing that now. You have to have this number of coins to get into this group. And only those people in that group, can, only those people that have this number can come here and, and, and connect with us. You've, you've, you've alluded to a couple of things here, but what, what would be some like specific use cases where speakers could be considering this? So if, if I'm a speaker, I say I'm doing, you know, 50 gigs a year and I'm doing a mix of coaching and consulting and I've sell some books and, uh, and then in between things as well, like how, how should I be thinking about NFTs or where would I, where would that potentially fit into the mix for me? Yeah, I think that's a good thing. Let's get a little more nitty gritty there. And of course, none of the things are locked in concrete. So I'm going to use some hypotheticals here. These are not financial recommendations and these are not real numbers. Let's say that, uh, and a matter of fact, I'll do it the NSA way that we often do at National Speakers Association. So we're, we don't talk about dollars, you know, X dollars for a speech. And that's because of the Federal Trade Commission. They sure. say you shouldn't do that. But let's say, let's say we had bananas. And if I have five bananas, then I get a coaching session with Grant, a one hour coaching session once a month. Oh, well, hey, that sounds pretty good. So for five bananas, but I want even more than that. And so I'm going to have Grant come here to Orlando, Florida, where I live, and I'm going to have him stay with me for a week doing all kinds of things. Well, Terry, that's going to cost you 125 bananas or whatever, you know, because we, and I like bananas. So, you know, with that many bananas, you know, we could do it or whatever the number is going to be. Sure. You come up with something like that. And I see that's where speakers can use this. We start looking at the utility again, put the emphasis on the utility of this. What kind of ways can I get access to you that's worth it to you? Because, hey, you're getting these coins. And I realize, yeah, and you realize at any point I could do that and then go out and sell them on the market. But that means also someone else has now purchased those. And by the way, you can build in there. Every time it is sold, you get 10% or 20% or whatever. And you control the number of grant coins that you're going to produce. And so there's ways to do this to make it really abundantly worthwhile and better for everyone, for the speaker who creates the content, who delivers the content in whatever form we're going to use that communication and the people who are consuming that. They get the thing resolved. For instance, I could see a company hiring you to come in and speak and you say, yeah, I can do that. And you can pay me X dollars, my regular fee, or... If you buy Y number of grant coins, then I'll come in and I'll, I'll do it for you. And I'm going to do this for grant coin. They go, really? And then we'll own these. Well, yeah. So you check with your finance department on that and what you're doing in a way it's kind of like, but not exactly like you're getting stock in a given company. Mm-hmm. And if you say, Hey, I believe that company is going to be around. I believe they're going to go somewhere and this is really worth it to us. Then we'll go ahead and we'll get those tokens, those coins that we're going to have, whichever one we're going to do, an NFT, that non-fungible token, and make sure that we were getting some real value out of that. 
Okay, let me give you an analogy. You tell me if I'm off or on here. Uh, so a couple of days ago, my uh, youngest daughter, she's 11, she is big time into arcades right now. And so uh, we happen to be up in New York City for a, a quick weekend. And and so there's a, a Dave and Buster's arcade around the corner. So oh, yeah. her, and I, her and I go to Dave and Buster's and they have all different types of video games and they're all different prices. But in order to play any of the video games, they don't take US dollar. You have to basically uh, get a, a, a little a plastic card, a little swipe card there. And you're basically yeah. exchanging it for Dave and Buster's currency. And so in mm-hmm. order to do anything in their world, you have to convert what you have into what they need, uh, their, their Dave and Buster currency, you know, or I guess another way of like, when you go to Chuck E. Cheese, you have to get the Chuck E. Cheese tokens. You have to get their mm-hmm. tokens. You can't use quarters or dollars. That's not going to work, but you have to get their tokens. And those tokens are going to be different amounts for different games. Um, is that basically like kind of a, a way to think about this of you may issue X number of your tokens and, you know, one token buys a book and and a thousand tokens buys a speech and X number of tokens buys coaching and X number of buys consulting. Is that the best way to kind of think about this? I think that's an excellent way to look at it because it's very similar to that. Think of the advantages to Dave and Buster's or to Chuck E. Cheese. I don't have any kids, so I've heard about this and I heard that's the way it is. You know, but you might have one for a souvenir or something. That's sure. a possibility too. But you have that. That gives them the ability to say, hey, we can adjust our prices accordingly. We just say, well, it's five Dave and Buster's to ride this ride mm-hmm. or to watch or play this particular arcade game. And I think it gives a lot of possibilities. And I could go home with those, uh, a handful of Dave and and now I want to come back and spend them there yeah. next time. Hey, when the next birthday comes up, I want to do this uh, there. And I've got a pile of them here that I can use at Dave and Buster's. That's good for Dave and Buster's because they're not be able, going to be able to use them elsewhere. But you can use them right there and, and you could probably give those away to someone. Yeah. If I bought 100 Dave and Buster coins, whatever they would call that, I could then choose to say, I'm going to give 50 of this to a person that I really appreciate and want them to go and have a really good time. Yeah. It has enormous possibilities. So to be devil's advocate, though, like on one hand, OK, I think conceptually we can all understand that and get that. On the other hand, you know, if you were talking to a potential client and they're wanting to hire you to speak and, and you're like, yeah, I'm, I would love to come speak at your event. It's going to be 100 grant tokens. They'd be like, yeah, can we just can we just pay you in U.S. dollars like a normal human? Uh, so like because sure. there has to be like a, an a, um like an adaption side of it on, on both sides of just understanding like the utility of it. Because if I, as the seller understand the utility, but the, but there's no market of the buyer who are going to understand it or adopt it or, or just get it, then you really, you, you kind of have a one-sided marketplace. So how are you yep. seeing like this being uh, adopted within the, the marketplace for, for speakers and the, the uh, I, I guess, events and event planners being uh, like understanding this, grasping this and seeing the value of this and saying like, yeah, absolutely. It's more valuable for us to hire grant for a hundred grant tokens than it is to pay grant X dollars to come speak. Yeah, exactly. But by, by the way, what you're talking about is sound economics. What you're looking at is the same thing that we've looked at through the centuries. When people uh, want, at one point, they wouldn't take a stone. They wanted their barter. Yeah. We, you know, I'm going to give you uh, five ears of corn and you're going to give me a bag of tomatoes or whatever. And we did do that. And that worked okay until we couldn't do that. And we thought, well, wait a minute, I've already got all the tomatoes I want. What I really want is a horse over here. Well, mm-hmm. you don't have one. Well, how am I going to get that? So they came up with using some stones or something. They go, oh, okay. Well, that stone will be worth but then they realized, wait a minute, you could destroy that stone or it might be duplicated here. And then they came up with precious metals, mm-hmm. gold, 
And that was pretty good for a while, but then people would only accept gold for a while or silver. And then we said, well, we're going to use paper. And people say, wait a minute, I'm not going to accept that paper. You're telling me this is a dollar bill. How do I know that's real? Well, they had to go through that. So there was an acceptance that had to go through that. Credit cards, same way. And now we're seeing it with cryptocurrency, with Bitcoin and other cryptos. Some people are paying for services and products with that. Others are saying, "Eh, I'm a little bit leery of it. And yes, right now, meeting planners are not jumping up and down saying, hey, we'll we'll pay you and we uh, in NFTs. That's what we want. And we'll give you NFTs or you'll give us NFTs for this. And so I think obviously it's not there right now. What uh, we need to do right now as speakers is really start studying this a little bit. Go to some places on the net like uh, Bitcoin.com is a good site to go to. Cointelegraph.com. Looking over at many other places that are available, start looking at what is available and who's talking about NFTs and particularly crypto. And I think particularly in light of, as we're recording this, Brent, our world is in a rather precarious place more than any other time in your life or my life. And we're seeing a war going on literally with Russia and Ukraine as we're recording this. And we're also seeing inflation that has already kicked off at a 40-year high. That means people are losing money. If you hold cash and you keep it in your mattress, you've lost a lot of money. Right. According to the U.S. last U.S. government statistic, last month you lost eight point five percent. That adds up, and there's other places where it's even more. Buying a car, we're seeing a thirty to forty percent inflation on buying a car, and so people are saying, "Wait a minute, what is going on with this?" And that's where cryptocurrency comes in, and other currencies that we will accept that will give me utility. And I'm, again, no financial recommendation here. Am I saying that enough, by the way, for the lawyers? No financial recommendation here, but strong educational recommendation. And as people accept it, which is what they have to do, your point, I think, is spot on target that they've got to accept it. If I look at that and, and someday it could come where you're offering me a Bolivar from Venezuela and I go, I don't want that. I'm not going to give you a meal at my restaurant for a Bolivar. You know, yet at one time that was accepted. Yeah. And they could print those off. But now in Venezuela, people are saying, we don't want that. We want either US dollars, but now they're leaning more and more toward Bitcoin. Yeah. And they'll say, we'll take Bitcoin because we know Bitcoin is backed up by mathematics, mm. not by some central banker saying, yeah, we'll just print off another six trillion of these things. Because when you do that, Guess what happens to the price of that? That old supply and demand thingy kicks in again. Right. You got so much supply and demand, it's not there. And so it goes down. So we touched on this at the beginning of our conversation that, you know, a few years ago when we were talking about virtual speaking at that time, virtual speaking wasn't really a common thing. And it wasn't really a, a something that speakers paid attention to. It wasn't something event planners paid attention to. And this feels very similar of, yeah. it, you know, we can all conceptualize it. I, I get it. I get, you know, at the time I could understand what virtual speaking was. It just wasn't a real common thing. And so at the time it took like a real, you know, global situation to all of a sudden bring virtual to the forefront. Now that may or may not happen for, uh, uh, for crypto and NFTs to become like a to the forefront in terms of a global currency, especially in the speaking industry. But how far out do you think we are from it just being pretty commonplace for speakers to be able to issue their own tokens or issue their own coins and for those tokens or coins to be used in exchange for buying a, that speaker's book or uh, booking that speaker for a gig or coaching or consulting? Like how far, I mean, are we, are we talking, you know, uh, a year or two? Are we talking a decade or what, what's kind of a, what, in your magic crystal ball, what are you seeing? Well, my crystal ball is broken. The batteries are down on that right now, but I can tell you it's already being done. 
and it already has been done. We're seeing this has happened. That conference that I mentioned that Gina and I are going to in a couple of weeks out in Phoenix, they're already doing it. Yeah. So we have purchased the never ending ticket to go there yeah. and now they're going to do that. And so now we know, Hey, Joe Polizzi has really good material. I mean, he's just a genius when it comes to content creation and he's got some incredibly brilliant and wonderful speakers coming in. Uh, many of whom you and I both know, and we're going to get a chance to be there with them. That is worth a lot to us. And the fact that now we've got this never ending ticket and I can go back next year. And we can go back uh, if they do something in the fall on this or go here, or we can get on this video conference with them when only those who have X number of uh, uh, tokens can do it. We're seeing that happen right now. Others are using this the same way. They're getting their NFTs and growing, and we're seeing it really taking off right now already. How long will it be before it hits widespread use? That I don't know, but I do know, and I hope that the US dollar will stay strong and can be a currency for the reserve of the world but I don't know that it will be. I'm yeah. not saying that it won't be, but I'm saying there are people way, way smarter than me that are saying, hey, hey, something is going on here that doesn't mm -hmm. look as good. I listen to guys like, well, you know, Dave Ramsey, uh, who really I respect a lot and what he talks about. And he makes a lot of good points. If you're going to listen to any financial recommendation, listen to him. But I think he also says this is not financial recommendation. But uh, finding out what is sound money and what really will work, it's really at a critical point right now in our history. And I wish that it was the way that it uh, was for me growing up. You know, I grew up in uh, the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, a little bit different. The U.S. was supreme. Oh, wow, it'll be great forever. Well, that's what all the great empires said throughout history. And uh, where, where are those Roman empires? Where, where's the Grecian empire? Where are those Habsburgs right now? Uh, the great British empire. Uh-uh. They all thought we are going to be here forever. And then they fell. Not saying the U.S. will, but I'm saying... Time to learn about some other things as well right now. So you mentioned like this never-ending ticket as an example of being able to, to buy it. It hold, holds utility for an extended period of time, more than just like a one-off type of event. But what does it look like if you, because it continues to retain value, even after the initial event, how would you go about selling that? What does that typically look like? Like what are the marketplaces like for something like that to be able to, to sell on a, on a secondary market? Yeah, good question. There's places where you can go like OpenSea, that's S-E-A, OpenSea.io, and Rarible is another place. And there are more and more springing up all the time that are available to say, hey, you've got an NFT. You bought it for this amount of money. This is what it is worth today. We can exchange that for you. Now, you will have fees. And here's where it's a little bit complicated right now. And I see enormous entrepreneurial opportunities for this. You will pay uh, fees in what they call gas fees, GAS, right. the gas fees that will be there using a coin called Ethereum. Mm -hmm. which is another cryptocurrency. It's uh, similar to, but different also than Bitcoin. And there are probably, you know, as we're recording this now, 15, 16,000 crypto coins out there. There's another word that people use for them that I'm not going to use right now, but it's a rather derogatory term of what they would call those coins. And uh, I'm going to say many of the coins are not good. Many of the coins are good. And I don't know which ones are which, but uh, you could still go to those marketplaces and you could do that. So it's going to take a little bit of work right now, a little bit of going through to make it happen. And I think that as entrepreneurs come up with ways to make that smoother and easier and more transparent, 
the better off we'll be. That matter of fact, is what they've done with Bitcoin. Bitcoin, years ago, I remember I got started with Bitcoin in 2014. And I've spoken about it different places around the world as MC for a lot of conferences. And uh, it's a really exciting place to be. But it's really up and down, topsy-turvy, and it's very, very volatile. But we remember seeing what it was like uh, at other points in time that it would lose its value or it would go up. What we need to do is to find ways that it's simple. And now we have that. And now in the country of El Salvador, Bitcoin is legal currency. Mm-hmm. That is profound. That means you can go into a store and you can buy goods that you want, groceries, clothes. You can buy a re- go to a restaurant, use Bitcoin, and you'll be able to do it. And it operates fast because they put a technology on top of it called the Lightning Network that makes it very rapid. Because with Bitcoin by itself, it could take 15 to 20 minutes or longer to the transaction. Now with Lightning, they're able to use it today in El Salvador and many other places around the world. Now, I know that there are going to be some speakers here who want to keep going down this rabbit hole and say, okay, I'm. I want to I want to create my own grant token. I want to uh, continue to figure out like what the utility of this looks like for me as a speaker. And so what are if people wanted to go down the rabbit hole further, what are some potential resources or places to look or, uh, you know, YouTube channel sites, anything that you found to be particularly valuable or even examples of speakers who are doing this well and that we should be keeping our eye on? Yeah, well, I think the first thing you want to do is number one is grant what you and I are already doing and every speaker listening to this is doing build your community. If you don't have that community of people that love you, it won't matter if you have a Terry coin and nobody wants to come or whatever it's going to be. You want to make sure you build that community. And then what you want to do is you want to make sure that you can uh, go to a place where you're going to have it trusted right now. Open C it's O P E N S E A dot I O is a good place to go where you can learn about that. And you can then invest in the right coins, have someone help you to go through that process and uh, have that. But as you build your community, then you start looking at what you can do to help them out and start finding ways where they need help and you can add value. And I think as we do that, we're going to do a lot better and we'll be able to start accumulating both the knowledge and the skill set to make sure we can implement those. Before we wrap up, uh, I think you do a good job, again, kind of looking uh, around the corner to see what's coming up. And so we talked about, you know, virtual speaking today. We've talked about uh, NFTs and Web3. But uh, in in addition, uh, just even outside of the crypto world and uh, outside of of Web3, what are things that you see coming down in the next five to 10 years plus that speakers need to be aware of, potential changes in the marketplace, potential shifts and things that uh, we should be considering or, or getting ready for in our own speaking businesses? A whole lot out there. And matter of fact, that's one of the things we talk about on our uh, on my YouTube channel, which a uh, shameless plug here, go to Agorapreneurs, the uh, A-G-O-R-A, as in open spaces and live and let live environment, and preneurs, as in entrepreneurs. And I talk about that a lot. A couple of things that are happening right now, not just five to 10 years from now, but right now happening, virtual reality. And with virtual reality, a lot of it is uh, encompassed with people saying, oh, the meta, as in the new company meta that used to be Facebook Mm -hmm. and now is the owner of Facebook, where you can put on these goggles and you're in a a whole different world. It's like, wow, 3D, I'm looking around. People are using that for training. People are using that for learning and for meetings, having meetings in there. We talked about this in our uh, video rock stars that Gina, Carr, and I, we have every Wednesday and people are welcome to come to that. No charge. We want them to come in to be able to see what that's like. Uh, go to VRS as in video rock stars, 
uh, event.com. And you can register and come on in for free four o'clock Eastern time every Wednesday, where we talk about things like that. We just finished a session a little while ago on virtual reality, specifically for speakers hmm. and how speakers will be able to use it. Think about the possibilities, Grant, for people that do training. For instance, suppose you're a speaker and you train in, oh, let's say uh, telephone wire climbing and you climb, have to train people how to climb those poles. That's a dangerous profession. Yeah. People have to get all kinds of straps and things on that. Well, with virtual reality, you can learn to do it in a very safe environment because you really just have the goggles on and you're there and you're yeah. manipulating with the hands, uh, the haptic feel. So it's like that. If you fall, oh, that's bad, but you didn't die. Yeah. We're using that for training, learning how to sell, how to do that, where you can construct environments in virtual reality, where people can connect with others around the world. I would say for speakers, put that in the back of your mind. There is going to be an enormous amount of money, billions of dollars with a B that people are going to be spending in the next five to 10 years easily on virtual reality, specifically as it relates to speaking training and helping people in many different ways. And I think the most important thing that we do is going forward, I recommend that we call ourselves CSPs. And I don't mean necessarily what the National Speakers Association says as certified speaking professionals. I am one of those and I highly recommend getting that. I think it's a great designation to earn, but I mean communicators who solve problems. Mm -hmm. If you can become a communicator, whether you're writing, you're speaking, you're facilitating, you're coaching, you're doing a host of things, all these kind of things that we do, you communicate that and you solve problems, you will always do well. Now, that's quite a statement, but I'll, I'll stand by that. You will always do well if you solve those problems that others have. goes back to the way our buddy uh, Zig Ziglar said years ago, he was uh, with me in the Speaker Hall of Fame, just a wonderful guy. He said, you can get anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. Hmm. And Zig's statement, I think, is still true today. Learning these skills like virtual reality, like cryptocurrencies, NFTs. Okay, they're a little bit confusing right now. There's a kind of lot, a whole lot of, I don't know, or what in the world is that? I don't know. Well, that's okay. Welcome to planet Earth. It works that way. Learn how to learn fast. And seriously, we'd love you to come over because every week we put out our things in our virtual rock, video rock stars. And then on my Agorapreneurs YouTube channel, we talk about these things and would love to help you so that you're not just listening to it, but you got a question. I want to be there to help you because we're all learning as we go. And Grant, I just got to say, I'm going to jump in here and say what a marvelous job you're doing as you're providing content, you're providing the way to do things for speakers. And we really appreciate what you're doing, Grant. Cool. Terry, I appreciate the kind words. If people want to find out more about you, what you're up to, I know you mentioned the YouTube channel as well as the video rock stars. Anywhere else that, that we can go to check out what you're up to? Yeah, they can come over to my website, which is terrybrock.com. And both of those na names can be spelled different ways. So, and because we're a podcast here, the Terry is T E R R Y, and Brock is spelled the right way, B-R-O-C-K. So terrybrock.com, you'll see all the information there on how to reach me. And uh, I would love to uh, talk to those who are interested in that, in the web 3.0, virtual reality, NFTs, all this kind of thing. And uh, let's have some fun together and make the world a better place. Terry, thanks for the time, man. Always enjoy hearing uh, your insights and observations and uh, look forward to seeing what the future holds for us. Great to be with you, Grant. Thank you, my brother. All right, there you have it. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. 
Now, I want you to know that we do this podcast simply because we want to serve and support speakers like you. We don't charge anything for you to listen, but in return, we do have one small favor to ask. Would you be willing to subscribe to the podcast where you're listening right now? Hit that subscribe button. Also, leave us a rating and review within iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to these podcasts. We read every single one of them, and they also help other people to find the show. Also, if you are looking to take the next step in growing your speaking business, be sure and check out thespeakerlab.com. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com. We've got a ton of free resources and tools there, and you can also learn more about the programs that we offer, which include one-on-one coaching. Our mission here is to help you find the confidence, clarity, and clear path that you need to own your speaking success. So again, check us out over at thespeakerlab.com. As always, we appreciate you hanging out with us, and we'll catch you next time. You're awesome.